Welcome to the Whole Point Podcast. This is Christy. And this is Serena. And we're sharing how we've learned to see the gifts in the mess and the joys of life, because that's the whole point. Enjoy the show. All right, welcome to the podcast today. We are talking about what souls got to do with business, and we're very excited to have our guest today. Yeah, today we have Celia Faye Meisel. She's an online business strategist and sales trainer for heart-centered coaches, consultants, and practitioners. She blends her experience of working as a one-to-one mentor in the music industry for 20 years with her lifelong passion of entrepreneurship and sales. A fourth-generation entrepreneur and businesswoman, she brings a fresh perspective to the online coach space, blending wisdom with strategy, visioning, and high-performance mindset tactics. Celia has developed an entire curriculum that trains on building transformational high-ticket coaching offers, strategies for making consistent high-ticket sales, along with efficient congruency coaching strategies that save time and multiply business growth. Thank you so much for being with us today, Celia. Thank you for having me. Celia, we're so excited to have you here, and we're going to get to know you just a little bit better to start with. So could you tell us where you are speaking to us from today? Yes, I'm tuning in from West Dallas, Wisconsin, which is just right on the edge of Milwaukee. I love Stallis. <laughs> <laughs> so we're all in Wisconsin today. I'm going to add a little question that we don't generally ask, but as we're heading into winter in the Northern Hemisphere, Celia, is there anything you do so that you can really enjoy this season? Well, usually we don't have snow on the ground this time of year, so I say lots of cuddly socks and sweaters, and I like to stay cuddled Mm. up and keep the heat on and drink lots of tea and enjoy the season that way by staying warm. Oh, I do that too. I agree. It really adds something to look forward to in the season to just kind of cuddle up and be cozy. Yes, I agree. Well, Celia, is there some part of your daily routine right now that you are absolutely loving? Yes. This part of my routine has been going on for, I would say, almost two years now, and that is consistent daily mindset work using Mm -hmm. mantras. Ooh. Would you mind sharing one of your mantras with us? I would love to. Let me pull one up for you. Okay, so the first one here that I see is, I am choosing to be happy for all that I have in this given moment. That is perfect, actually, when we talk about coming into the winter season as well, because sometimes we can wish it was something else. So I love that Mm -hmm. mantra today. Ooh, thank you. Thank you. Yeah, I like that as well. All right, Celia. So is there a book or a show that you've recently read or watched that you really got a lot out of or were loving? Yes. Yeah, so right now we are watching a show called Outlander on mm. um, streaming on Netflix. Are you familiar with it? Yes. I have it on my to watch list. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And I love it. I'm, I really love how I, in particular Netflix um, has a lot of shows that tap into like parallel realities and alternate timelines. And so that's what I like about this one because this woman, she travels in time back in you know like 200 something years and um, 
makes a choice to say, I won't be a spoiler or anything like that, <laughs> but, but just how, and, and how, you know, she's making these choices. And so you're thinking about how like future, the future could be changed and just how, you know, we can also look at timelines and our reality now is like these different layers of time happening simultaneously where there is no past or future. There's only the present. So I love anything like that. Oh, wow. It really sounds even better than I thought. I've got to move that up the list. <laughs> Thank you, Celia. You're welcome. So you help people bring soul into their business. And why is this so important? And what does it look like? And I do this sometimes. That's three questions. So <laughs> I love that. I love that. Yes, I help people bring soul into their business. And why is it important? Well, it really comes back to it's it's important for a very specific type of person or group of people. And there are people out there who they're searching for more meaning in their lives, be and, and mostly entrepreneurs, especially entrepreneurs because that's who I support. But they're looking for this deeper meaning in in their daily activity aside from like making money and working with clients there's like this deeper layer and when somebody is searching and seeking at this deep level it really doesn't go away it's always kind of there mm-hmm. and so once you a person is able to connect in with the their soul and the core of who they are and really understand that um, their reality really shifts for the better. And they get into this new trajectory where there is a deeper sense of meaning and their interactions are much more empowered. And there's just, you know, just a lot more fulfillment out of life and business. So what does it look like when, so someone comes to you to work with you Mm -hmm. and is it the first thing you do to get them in touch with their soul before you go through any other business coaching? No, it's really unique to the individual. Mm -hmm. Um, without getting into the whole like timeline of my business and how that all unfolded. um, I'll just say that there, there's some people that it's like, absolutely. Yes. This is where we start. For some people, it comes up later. It it just really depends on their path. And then Mm. also their level of openness, because it's not something that I project out like, Oh, you need soul alignment. Mm. Um, (laughs) You know what I'm saying? So it really is unique to the individual. And sometimes there's a point where a person reaches or they reach a certain point and then it's obvious. And then I'll introduce it and I'll invite them to have that conversation with me about what that looks like. That's awesome. Is there an example you could give of where you've reached the part of the process with someone where you've realized that you need to introduce this, that you could think of to kind of illustrate that, make it a little concrete? Yes, yes. So it'll happen when I have a client that I'm working with and they are taking all the actions. Like they're doing the messaging, they've got their offer, they're, you know, they're doing all of the things that they need to do, but at this deep level something is missing and they're admitting it to themselves. So usually they reach that point that they're questioning things, not only in that at that physical, like, okay, what's going on with my business, but also at the spiritual level. And then at that point, I'll say, hey, um, I actually had this conversation recently, mm-hmm. and, you know, and I'll say, hey, I do this thing um, where I, we're going to talk about it later, but I go in, I work with the Akashic Records, and I can actually um, find out some information about your soul that might help you t- with some of these things. 
And then they're usually very open to it. Hmm. So are you, does that kind of look for some people like burnout or just going through the motions or they're not coming through like their personality or whatever? That's a great question. Um, I would say definitely the going through the motions, um, teetering into yeah. burnout. Yeah, I can see that. Mm-hmm. So is this where somebody is like taking action, taking yeah. action, taking action, but not getting the results, even though they like the offer's good, they're doing the steps, yeah. but they're just not kind of like gathering momentum. Is that when you're seeing this necessary? Yes. Yes. It's almost like they're, it's like something there's, the word is coming up is like hollow, yeah. you know, cause as I mentioned earlier, it's like when you're, you need, there's like that, that part of you that wants that deeper level of fulfillment. It's like, so you could have all of the money in the bank. You could have the 10 clients or 15 clients or however many clients you want and still not be satisfied. Mm. And for newer entrepreneurs, it will usually show up in the opposite where they're not, they don't have money in the bank and they're yes. not signing clients. You know what I'm saying? So the symptoms can be on either side of the coin. Um, but yeah, it's, it's like this deeper sense of fulfillment and wanting a greater meaning and a, really a deeper sense of connection with self. Mm, I love that. I love that word hollow, actually. It created yeah. quite a picture for me. Yes, like an emptiness. Yeah. And yeah. so how do you see the businesses shift once your clients start working with you and they bring the soul in? Things start to light up for them. Um, they will start to gain momentum. Um, things that were bothering them, like re- old patterns that were always coming up over and over again will be cleared away and dissolved. Um, just everything gets a little bit easier for them. Mm, I love the idea of things getting easier. Yes. Well, <laughs> yes. Yes. It's like we are required to be a mystic because there are so many options. If you're only going through the motions, there's so many programs and so many ideas and so many different people saying, this is the best way to get subscribers. This is the best way to get clients. It's like you have to be connected with your soul in order to know what to do because there's so many options. Like you're saying, make it easier because you can actually pick one. (laughs) Yes. Well, and it takes your ego out of it, right? It's like oftentimes our mind, our egoic mind will be like, you need to do these 10 steps. But if you're, I would imagine the easy part is when you check in with the soul of what it is that you're doing with the soul of the direction that you're supposed to be going, it's like, oh, well, let's clear away these things. And this is actually the thing to take action on or move forward. Mm -hmm. I love that. I think Mm -hmm. it's this, it's just switching the idea that business needs to be busy and hard and fast and the soul is peaceful and easy. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. Yes. And do you find your clients surprised at some of the changes? Not really. Um, It's actually quite Mm -hmm. subtle because, because what happens is, you know, when we look at the mind, I know you all work with the mind. When we look at like the conscious and the unconscious mind, um, usually when somebody is not aligned with their soul, it's happening at a deep unconscious level. And so like their habits and their patterns and their actions are coming from this automatic place. And so when they have the information and they, they're able to really like 
understand their soul and kind of meditate with what their their soul level energy and bring that in to their unconscious actions, it just sort of becomes like an automatic part of who they are. And so they start to just get on a new lifeline and, and, and their reality starts to shift. And then what happens is they'll move forward into the future and then look back and be like, whoa, my life is totally different. So yes, they'll be surprised, but it's it's more. Um, it usually happens in the future, and so they'll have to look back. And I always mm-hmm. tell my clients, remember this moment as um, like a timestamp, because you this this will be like a there was before this moment, and there will be after this moment, and you'll be able to look back and see where the path shifted for you. Mm-hmm. I love that you bring that into their awareness because I think. A lot of um, where we miss the joy in life is that we never take stock of how far we've come mm-hmm. to really notice when we've when we've grown, when we've shifted, when we've become that new person. Mm-hmm. So the fact that you bring that into their awareness so that they have something to reflect back on is so beautiful. Yes, yes, I know because especially high achievers, right? Just mm-hmm. they're just like go, 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 and it's very, it's very challenging to sit and congratulate themselves and celebrate. Yeah, you're onto the fast. next goal. Yes. You're like, well, now that's done. The next one, right? Yeah. It's perpetual forward motion instead of like mindfulness, basically being exactly. present to how far you've come. That's yes. gorgeous. Yes, thank you. I love that. You help people by connecting them with their Akashic records. You mentioned that earlier. So uh-huh. what is that? What are the Akashic records? How does that help? Okay. So the the Akashic records are a multidimensional energetic information database. So you know how you can go on Google and you can type anything in and you can get an answer, right? You can search and get information. Well, the Akashic records yeah. work in the same way as a Google, but instead of going in and looking up information about, you know, definitions and spellings and random information, we look we can look up information about a person and specifically about their soul. I mean, I guess you could use the word like it's you have a psychic connection with the Akashic Records um, if you're able to access them. And there's many different modalities out there and many different approaches to the Akashic Records. So it really comes down to what's called a frame of reference, which is like the lens that you are accessing through. Like why, why do you want to get information? What type of information are you looking for? And what... Like, what's the reason behind it? So there needs to be an intention and, um, you know, some sort of reason behind why you're going to go into the Akashic Records. So I have been, I've done some training in accessing the records and I do use them for mm-hmm. myself. So it's, it is it is very interesting because depending on, like you said, this lens you're looking through, but I've never had it explained that way. So I have this follow-up question to what you said. So mm-hmm. in business... Um, when you're using this with your clients, tell me a bit about the lens that you use in that with them. Okay, so there's two angles. The first is that I will access just the person's their soul record, and I'll just find out. Like I'll access mm-hmm. their soul, and then I'll ask questions to get information on their soul, and that's what I will then. That's what we're talking about today in terms of like aligning their business 
with soul. Um, so mm-hmm. I know that what I call their souls, gifts, and traits, which is their mm-hmm. innate, unique gifts. And then the soul has a little bit of a personality as well. And so those are things that they can meditate on and really just words and concepts that they can meditate on and bring into their life and ultimately into their business. And then for the business Akashic Records, it I actually access those through the client's soul record. So it's the record of, you're saying the record yes, of their, their business, business like has their, a, once the mm-hmm. business um, it specifically has made money um, mm-hmm. you once it's set up like if you have an LLC and you've set up the set up a business entity but you haven't made money that there you will usually be an akashic record for the business but yes yeah, so I will access mm-hmm. the client's rec, soul record and then from there I'll access the business akashic record mm-hmm. very interesting I love that. So how long have you done this? Or how did you find out about it? Um, my first experience with the business Akashic, well, I'm sorry, not with the business, but with the Akashic Records was in late 2015, actually right around this time, four years ago. Um, I was in this place where I was open and I was, I had been making big changes in my life and was, um, had had started a second business more in doing energy work and healing work with sound and singing bowls and things like that. And I met this woman who was a coach and she was a business coach who did the Akashic Records and did readings and clearings. And so she did some clearings on me and I worked with her for about three or four months and completely changed everything for me. I mean, just total turnaround. And so then- What did you see as changes? Sorry to interrupt you. What did you see as changes for yourself? Well, the biggest thing was becoming a business coach. I started a brand new Mm -hmm. business. Um, Actually, my business anniversary will be uh, December 28th, four years. So coming up on December 28th, I'll have my four-year anniversary of this business. Oh, wow. So I had been living- um, in a from a very conditioned, what we would call misaligned place in my life. And so I was still looking for things that weren't in alignment with my soul. And when I had all of my my clearings and my readings done, it was like it was like everything shifted. And I was I let go of everything, meaning like I quit, I had a music business and a music career of um, I started music school in um, like 2000, 2000. So I had been playing music for 20 something years. I quit all of my bands. I, within a couple months, I left, um, I closed my music business. Um, I just made these polarized rapid shifts of like completely shifted my identity. Did it feel like a healing? Yes. Yep. Mm. Yep. I get the sense, and correct me if I'm wrong, that it was almost like coming home for you. Like it was yep. like, oh, all these other things, I can strip them away and be in this other place now. Yep. Yes, because I was deeply conditioned. It was really interesting um, speaking about like unconscious and conscious. I know some people say subconscious or subliminal mind. Mm-hmm. I use unconscious mind. But sure. like um, so unconsciously, there was this part of me that loved business And, but my conscious was telling me, oh, you have to do this, you know, my ego, um, because I was conditioned, Mm -hmm. like, you're going to be a musician. This is who you are. This is what you do. Um, I had one parent kind of filling my head with that for 
decades. And then I had, as mentioned in my bio, I'm a fourth generation businesswoman. I have a lot of entrepreneurship in my, you know, in my family lineage. And when I had my Akashic Records open and read and I had these clearings, then I was able to very clearly see what my loves, what my likes and my loves and my passions were and what weren't my passions. And business in particular was what I loved the most. And spirituality and spiritual development and creativity, like those were the things that I really loved. And I could see all of those things in my life that were not a vibrational match. Like it was so obvious. It was so obvious. I, that's so interesting because I feel like a lot of times people, you know, they get to a place where they can, they begin to feel misaligned, as you said, mm-hmm. and they're really looking for this things to click in, to slot in. And yeah. you're, you're saying that's what this gave you. When you started using the records, it was like things began to slot in for you. Yes. Hmm. Yep. And I had major family healings happen, um, relationships healed. Um, just really different things. I started to take new and different actions that I would have never done. I started to align my life. Um, I started traveling more and optimize my life for travel. And just I just set myself on a different course that had had I not had that experience, who knows where I would be and how, you know, how this life would have played out. But I I had the opportunity to shift and get on into a new trajectory. And I'm so, so appreciative that that lined up for me in this lifetime. Well, and I can see why you use it with your clients because you've had yes. such a deeply personal experience with the shift yourself and you know that, that you can offer that to them as well, it sounds like. Yes. Mm. Yes. Can anybody access the Akashic Records? Do you have to learn how? How does that work? Well, again, you're going to, you, obviously you're going to get a different answer from whomever you talk to. Okay. It really, again, it comes back to frame of reference. Why do you want to access, you know, if we go into somebody who, let's say they're going to get a reading and let's say you go and you're going to get a reading from somebody, just any, any kind of reading. And you're like, just give me some information. <laughs> just tell me, tell me <laughs> what I need to hear. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And, and so a lot of it has to do where you have a facilitator involved is um, usually a facilitator is going to be experienced in intention setting and helping people okay. to kind of gather their thoughts and gather their reasoning for why they want to change and know how to ask the questions that will help them, you know, what is it that you want out of this? What is that outcome or goal? So can anybody, at, at, you know, the Akashic Records, like they're here, right? Like they're, like we were talking about in that show Outlander earlier, like there's all these multiple timelines happening simultaneously. Well, the Akashic Records are no different. So they're all available to us. It's just that not everybody is going to have that interest in accessing them and wanting to know more. So I would say that if it's a calling, you know, when people are called toward them, they will follow. Ah. So that may be a different answer than what you were, you know, what you were looking for. No, I think that's a great answer. Okay. Yeah. It's, it's awesome. And I think just being able to have that that information. And is so there may be this situation where people are f- hearing about this for the first time, maybe on this podcast or in the last six months or in the last year or whatever, but how long have they been around? <laughs> well, I mean, as long as, as long as there's been 
information to collect about, you know, about the universe. And, and because there's, I'm not trained in the frame of reference, but there's, there's information beyond like, there's apparently there's like secret, like hidden Akashic records and, you know, there's, there's more than there's more available. So as, as far as like what all information is available out there, I couldn't even begin to tell you. Um, People have been accessing this for thousands of years, though, I guess is what I was saying. Yeah. Like the idea of it isn't new. Yes. No, the idea of it is not new. And it goes back into um, texts there where they're referred to. Um, okay, perfect example, the book of life. Yeah. Um, you know, when you go before God and you're going, you know, from the Bible and you're going into heaven and they're going to review all of your deeds. Well, that's a reference to the Akashic Records, known as like the Book mm-hmm. of Life. Some would say if they're into the study of angels, you know, that Archangel Metatron is over the Akashic Records. And so kind of depending on what, like, you know, what your lineage is and what you've studied, there will be different references to them. But I believe that they're referenced in all of the Abrahamic texts to a certain. Mm-hmm. So Yes. So very ancient. Yeah. And that's my background and kind of Christie's too is the Christian quote unquote mm-hmm. text that, you know, yep. t- definitely talk about the book of life. And I wondered about that. I love it. I think that it's amazing. And for me, it's this this place where I was totally unaware of it, you know, a year ago, and now I'm becoming aware of it. And it's like just little by little revealing itself, like you're saying. Yes. Do you think there's a shift, like people as a whole yes. moving toward yes, soul-centered businesses? Definitely. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Well, there's a couple things. So what it, what I see is, firstly, a new paradigm of business where people are sort of breaking out of the old molds and like they have this calling and they want to do something that's more meaningful and they want to have independence and freedom. And to me, you know, being an entrepreneur and having that your own business and then um, being able to set your own schedule and generate your own money, there's a level of sovereignty within that. And what I mean by sovereignty is like a freedom Mm -hmm. and that's a soul level freedom. And somebody can have that whether they're aligned and thinking with their soul or not about their soul or not. Hey, it's Christy and Serena here, just popping in to let you know we would love to chat with you. We both offer free consultations with no obligations. If you've ever wondered if working with one of us might be the right next thing for you, hop over to our websites, serenatalbot.com and christybartelt.com. And if you've been listening for a while and you don't know who you'd like to work with, you can set up a call with both of us and we can't wait to talk with you. Now back to the show. So there's that level of just people feeling called and wanting to have more break away from the the condition mold. And to me, that is very soulful. Also, as far as like you know, where do I see this? Being on the entrepreneur journey and coming into coaching and into the online space since 2014, I've noticed how people are becoming so much more open, whereas something like the Akashic Records would have been really woo-woo 
couple years ago. Like, what is that? You know, it's like so mystical and like, what, you know, and, and there was this polarity and I'm just seeing those polarities shift away and people just awakening to their truths and to their selves and wanting to access other things that are unconventional. And that is showing up in business. Yeah. And I think like the proof is in the pudding. We've watched how to do it without soul. We've watched the damage that it's, Mm -hmm. you know, produced and the people that aren't happy and the relationships that are broken and how it's hurting, you know, the environment and kids, you know, relationships and families and all of that kind of stuff. And we're like, okay, this stuff seems to be working. So instead of discounting it, we're like, okay, let's look into this. Yes. And I think that what a bit of where my perspective comes in is, you know, of course, over the last 50, 60 years, as women have entered the workforce in different ways and um, much more than ever before, um, it, it is a bit of like intuitive, uh, touchy-feely work that comes along with women because yes. uh, it's just a different, and I hate to be so stereotypical men versus women, but there is something, a softer effect in business, this idea of bringing emotions in, which would connect with soul because it goes back to what are our deep intrinsic values. It's not just providing, right? It's also living, which goes to what you said, Serena. Um, And I feel like there's, this is part of it. This, it's like an awakening of bringing both sides, the masculine and the feminine into a business perspective. Yeah. And that's why we're like, cool, let's do that Akashic record thing. That sounds amazing. <laughs> Whereas 10 years ago, we'd been like, I don't know about that. I don't know what that what that means, record of all souls. Because <laughs> we're looking for the results. We're looking yeah. for, okay, what works in my daily life with my kids, with my marriage, with the insane amount of things coming at me mm-hmm. so that I can feel like I've done enough at the end of the day. And so I can feel like I'm affecting the world and making a difference. You know, that's the bottom line that this is actually producing that people Mm -hmm. want. Yeah. So what are common misconceptions or questions about what you do? Oh, that's such a good question. I would say a big common misconception would be that, um, that somebody is broken and that they need to be fixed. Mm. Right, that they're that somehow like they've been wrong, and now this is going to correct them and write that you know and make everything better, and that that's just not that's just not the case, right? Just because the, if somebody didn't have access to this information, um, like there was nothing wrong with them, right? Like they're they're okay and they're perfect just the way they are. So I would say that's the biggest thing is like, this isn't like a fixer upper or anything like that. I love that. It's really- (laughs) And it's not the only way, right? This is for people who are called to work in this way. Yes. Yeah. And so what has been a fun or unexpected benefit in your own life from connecting with your soul as you work? You mentioned it in your own personal life, but as you're actually working in the last four years- Yes. Um, I know. Cause the personal thing comes up, like the connection with family and all of that, but also like the, the, the relationship building. Um, I used to be very isolated and, uh, just, yeah, just very, very isolated and unhappy and unfulfilled in my old business. It was, I had my own business, but it was definitely felt like I was just kind of going through the motions. I found a new meaning and a new lease on life and was able to build 
um, now, like I, I have my own curriculum and I have my own process where I can help people tap into this energy in their business without necessarily even having to access the Kashuk records. Like just just some frame of references that I've developed for my own business to help people tap into their core more. And being able to bring through a really high level creative work and, um, you know, find my voice and entrepreneurship and find my space has been really, really cool. Like the confidence and the speaking and just all the opportunities. It was something that I always saw for myself and I always wanted, but it felt unattainable. And this, this has the benefit, um, has Mm. been all of my dreams and visions becoming attainable and me being like able to achieve them consistently. When you, let's say day to day, Celia, as you're going about your day to day life in business and kind of just your day, how are you, you know, aside from the records, how are you tapping into your soul to guide you throughout any given day, like a random day during the week? The way that I look at soul is like, I I believe that one of our soul purpose is, and even maybe this, one of the main soul purpose is that the soul wants to see itself mirrored back through experiences. And so Mm -hmm. let's say if we get into a negative space and we're like thinking negative thoughts and then we like talk about people and um, we maybe we like sabotage ourselves, right? We start to see things coming at us like, oh, I, you know, I haven't made any sales and oh, like I had a really crappy interaction with this person and oh, like all these things start to happen. And so we start to see like, oh, that's not me. That's not who I am. And so I'm able to make these shifts. Like when I start to see, um, if I've, if I'm starting to go down that thread of misalignment, I'm able to bring myself back really quickly. So it's definitely more innate and, um, just, just a deeper part of my being now because I've practiced it so much, but really it's like that. What am I mirroring back? What's coming back at me? Am I am I putting out what I want to receive back? Is the big thing. So is that kind of looking at this idea of the mirror? The mm-hmm. soul wants to see it see itself mirrored in your life. That you're at any given time, whatever the result is or the thing that's coming at you, you're thinking of how is this mirroring my either connection or disconnection to my soul and my purpose? Yes. Yep. You can say that. Hmm. I have to kind of build a picture in my yeah. mind so I know how to, <laughs> you know, utilize it or un- or comprehend yeah. it. I, I love the it, image and the idea of mirroring. I do it. I use that as a practice. Mm-hmm. Like, how is this person a mirror to something in me? Like, what what I don't like in someone, what is that mirroring yeah. in myself that I need to kind of get in touch with? Yeah. Um, and it sounds similar to that, but a bit different. Yeah. Yeah. Because we're, because that's a, li- that is a little bit different because um, I have the mirroring thing is it's a little it's it's deeper than that even um, because we're looking mm-hmm. more at the co it's like the cohesive whereas like a mirroring might be like an isolated incident with my approach it's more mm-hmm. like with this cohesive like everything coming back and there's a certain frequency that I'm wanting to feel in my body um, which is like home. How do you quantify that idea of frequency in your body, that feeling of being at home? What What is that like for you as an experience? So it's like 
looking at the mirror, looking at, speaking of mirrors, you know, looking in the mirror yeah. <laughs> and smiling at myself, you know, like being able to look and like see satisfaction in my own eyes, um, mm. feeling in my gut and my core. Cause definitely all of those energies, like the butterflies in your stomach, the excitement, the enthusiasm, you know, a lot of that shows up kind of in that space between the solar plexus and the heart chakra, right. In those areas in our, in our body kind of, um, near the sternum and, you know, so we'll usually feel that. And, and that's just like, if we, if, if we get triggered or there's a shock, like we'll feel a shock in our gut. And so really kind of kindling that feet, that feeling within in the core and just like nurturing those feelings of love and enthusiasm and joy and positivity and, and just feeding that, um, would be how I would quantify those feelings in my body. Mm. Well, and with that being in that frequency in your body, it's part of what I've noticed as I've healed. And then I see it with clients as well as they're going through their yeah. healing or before they've you know healed emotionally from something in their past, very disconnected from the physical body where you wouldn't be actually catching these signs of misalignment or energy being not at the yeah. level that you'd want it to be at. So it, it seems like it's a very in tune both physically and spiritually to use the body as what it's supposed to be, which is like an instrument to live in this life. Hmm. Um, I'm very glad you shared that because that idea of actually looking at yourself in a real mirror, not not the you know esoteric mirror that we were talking about before, but a real mirror to see how you look, like how your energy looks so that you have a perspective on it. It's the same thing you were saying about getting perspective after the fact where your clients, you tell them, you know, take a snapshot in your mind of this moment so that you can see the difference. You can check in now. And as long as you're not judging, if you're yes, not seeing yes. that frequency you're looking for, but saying, this is just a check-in with curiosity, you have the opportunity to then, you know, do whatever work it is you're doing, yeah. get in touch with your soul, your intuition, however you're, whatever you're doing in that moment, and then come back later mm -hmm. and look at the changes to notice that and then be present with what feels different. So you have almost like a benchmark. Mm -hmm. Ooh, thank you for sharing that. That is really, I feel like that's very important. I got a picture when you were saying the soul wants to see itself reflected. It's like you're looking into a pool of water mm -hmm. and the more still and calm it is, the clearer that reflection, like we're getting. So whatever that looks like, like, you know, if there's ripples, you can, of, mm -hmm. of self-doubt or, you know, shame or whatever areas we need to heal, like mm -hmm. the more heal we are, the more it's like a really good reflection of just who we truly are. Right. Yes. Like, I like it. And we all, I really believe we all need someone to hold our hand as we figure out how to do that, <laughs> like, you know, whatever that looks like. So I wanted to ask, are you, do you still do music in any way in your life? Or was that just like a release that season was done? Yeah, I get a lot of questions about that. So I'm at a point, I, I don't, I mean, I don't do it professionally, from time to time, I'll pop in and I'll sing something with my husband. And I got into practicing a little bit over the summer, um, but not really. And I will still like I have my singing bowls because I'm also into the sound healing and everything. So I'll, I pulled out my singing bowls recently, but not not really because it requires it's it's a creative endeavor and it requires bandwidth and focus and attention to develop. 
Um, so for fun and, and, and relaxation enjoyment, I do do it from time to time, but it's not a part of my consistent routine at this point. Mm-hmm. And your musical career, just because I'm curious now, you were a singer and then what other, do you play other instruments or is that, was that your yeah. instrument, your voice? Yeah. So I, my primary, um, I started saxophone mm. first. Um, saxophone was my main instrument. And then I played all of the woodwinds. So saxophone, flute, clarinet. I'm not all, but yeah, no double reads, but saxophone, flute, clarinet, piano, and singing. And my primary was saxophone and voice. Like that's what I did professionally and made money playing gigs. And then I also composed as well. And I have several songs I've written. There's just something that's really adds a layer of cool to picture you with a saxophone. (laughs) I just need you to know that. And I'm not saying you have to pick it up again. You just have that cachet now that I can picture you doing that. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) That's fun. So what brings you the most joy in your work? Well, I would say that on a, you know, depending on what the day is, um, I might have a different answer. Um, So I'll give two, two things that bring me the most joy. One is actually my schedule and how I have a lot of space in my schedule so I can relax, I can read, I can do my mindset work, mantras. Um, So I love the freedom of my schedule and that really fills me up so that when I go and show up and I do my actual work, my strategy, my implementation, my coaching, that I'm showing up in my fullness. Um, So that's I would say that that's like the biggest thing. And then the other thing would be just supporting my clients through those breakthroughs and those ahas and the shifts and the transformations for their own selves and just watching their own process and going from an idea or a possibility into actualization. That's so cool. It's like the ultimate manifestation. Mm -hmm. I love it. Oh, that is neat. So what does working with you look like? Consultate? Do you do consultations? What length of time do people generally work with you? Mm-hmm. Yes, so I do do consultations. Um, I have a like a fifteen minute uh, thing that I'm offering now, um, which I call a strategy intervention, which is where I look at the top three areas that might be holding a person back from achieving their their current goal that they have. And so that can be anywhere from, you know, the actual business strategy all the way to the mindset and the, you know, the soul stuff that we're talking about today. Um, Length of time. I don't have a set amount of time just because everybody's a little bit different and unique. I have clients right now that have been with me for over a year and right now they're contracted like through to have a total of 18 months with me. Mm. Um, I have clients that do three months. So it really kind of depends on where the person is in their journey and that level of support that they're looking for. Is there a particular size uh, or type of business that you work with most often or that you don't work with at all? I don't work with uh, product-based businesses. So, um, you know, actual physical, tangible products, I do work, I specialize in service-based businesses where people have a have a gift or a skill or a talent that they are working to um, help others with. So that could be a type of life coaching, grief coaching, health coaching. So I get a few people that are in business coaching, but not so much. I tend to ha- attract more of the wellness practitioners and um, spiritual practitioners um, just because of like my nature, I love health and I love spirituality. Mm-hmm. Sure. Yeah. 
how would someone know they're ready to work with you? Like what would be kind of a defining mark where you're like, yep, that's the kind of person that's ready to do this work? Well, for them, they've got to connect with my message and say, I want to talk to her. Like Mm -hmm. I need to, (laughs) I need to talk to her. It's usually this little click that happens inside of them and they're just curious and they want to know more. And then we have a conversation. Um, As far as I look at it more of like where a person is in their life than so much like, oh, you know, they have this many clients and they're doing this much and, you know, like a demographic. I don't look at it like that at all. Um, So I do have people from time to time that they are, they have an idea and they're like a startup and they're really fast movers and shakers. But generally my people are in their first, like if they at least have their brand established, they have their website built, they have their company mission, like they know what they're doing and they want help getting it to the next level. Cause they've already, you know, they're ready to book out with clients or, you know, raise their fees. Everybody's motivators are a little bit different. Yeah. Oh, great. So The most important question at this point, Celia, you've been so generous with information and some really amazing insight today, but where can people find you? Well, you can find me on my website at celiafaymeisel.com. I have a lot of blogs and things that I've posted throughout my whole journey. So I talk about some of these spiritual things and the soul things that we've talked about today. I also talk about more of the business strategy. Um, I'm very active on my Instagram. Um, my handle is Celia Famizel one, two, three, four. And I will add just quickly that the reason that the one, two, three, four is there is because after I had my Akashic records readings done in 2015 and 2016, one, two, three, four started showing up for me everywhere. Mm, yeah. You know how some people do 11, 11? Mm-hmm. <laughs> for me, it was one, two, three, four. It was like everywhere. So that's that's why it's so you think my one, two, three, four. You could already hear my brain. I was about to ask, what does the one, yeah. two, three, four mean? Yeah. Yeah. I just started saying everywhere. <laughs> oh, that's really neat. Yeah. So I know we had talked before the show. Is there an offer that or something that people can look for on your website that would be kind of a place to start? Yeah. So when they hop over to my website, um, on the homepage, there will be a prompt for them to enter their information if they want to get my free, um, my freebie, which is like a, a free training, make high ticket sales with consistency and ease. Um, you can also click the link to work with me and that's where you can get a free 15 minute session, the free 15 minute strategy intervention session. And that is not a sales consultation or anything like that. It's purely me giving value back to the the person who wants to sign up and have that experience. Oh, that's lovely. What a gift. Yeah. Celia, it has been a joy to talk to you today. Thank you so much for joining us here on the Whole Point Podcast. Thank Thank you you so much. And thanks everyone for listening. Yes, this was fun. Thank you. Thanks everybody for listening. That's the podcast today. Give Celia some love on her Instagram page. Let her know what you thought of the podcast. And for a link to her website, you can check the show notes on the Whole Point Pod. Thanks for listening. If you liked what you heard, please share it with your friends. Leave us a review. Subscribe so more people can find us. And if you want more information about me or Christy, there's a link to both of our websites in the show notes. And we'll see you next time. (laughs) 